This is Rhema for Today. Then according to Deuteronomy 28 chapter, the 60th verse, we can add to this list all the diseases of Egypt, which I was afraid of. And then according to verse 61, makes it all inclusive. Also every sickness and every plague, which is not written in the book of this law. Therefore, we can conclude from these scriptures that sickness, all sickness, the 11 diseases specified, the diseases of Egypt that Israel was afraid of, and every sickness and every disease is not written in this book is a part of the curse of the broken law. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on redeemed from poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. Find out more next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. And notice we read from the 15th verse that this is a curse of the law. And our text said, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. We Gentiles, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. Now notice, also every sickness and every plague which is not written in the book of this law, then will the Lord bring upon thee until thou be destroyed. Now one can readily see from these scriptures that sickness and disease is a curse of the law. Notice that there were a number, actually 11, dreadful diseases specifically enumerated. And then in this 61st verse, every sickness and every disease are part of the punishment for breaking God's law. Now in the King James translation, which I read from to you, would leave you to believe that God himself put sickness and afflictions upon his people. For the King James translation read, the Lord will smite thee. However, you need to know that the Old Testament wasn't written in English. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew. And many Hebrew scholars, one particular, Dr. Robert Young, who is author of Young's Greek and Hebrew Concordance, uh, tells us that uh, these verbs should have been in the permissive sense instead of the causative, but that we didn't have any permissive sense for our verbs. And so the, the translators went ahead and translated it in the causative sense. Dr. Young said actually that these verses should have been translated something like this. The Lord will allow you to be smitten. The Lord will allow these plagues to be brought upon you. Now then, you don't have to know a thing in the world about Hebrew or accept the word of a Hebrew scholar. All you got to do is be able to read for yourself in the English language and see what I'm saying so. Now let's look at some other scriptures because there are other scriptures where it's translated in the causative sense when it should have been in the permissive. For instance, open your Bible to Isaiah 45, 7. Isaiah chapter 45, 7. Now keep your mind open. Don't close your mind. Dear hearts, bless the Lord. Miss a lot of good things because, you know, they've got their minds already made up. Some people's minds like cement, thoroughly mixed and well set. Now notice, 
Isaiah 45, 7. God is speaking. He said, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all of these things. But I want to ask you the question, does God create evil? Somebody said, well, the Bible said he did. No, not really. When you read the rest of the Bible, you can't believe that. I said, when you read the rest of the Bible, you can't believe that. Not if you're intelligent. No, God doesn't create evil. For if God created evil, then that would make God a devil. And he's not the devil. Now, God may permit evil. Are you listening? And certainly does. He may permit evil, but he does not create evil. Now, let's look at another verse that will help us in understanding. Uh, go to Amos, and this is King James translation, Amos the third chapter, the sixth verse. Amos chapter three, verse six declares, shall a trumpet be blown in the city and the people not be afraid? Shall there be evil in the city and the Lord's not done it? Shall there be evil in the city and the Lord's not done it? Well, if God commits evil, then he has no right whatsoever to, to judge man for doing evil because he's the author of evil himself. Well, that doesn't make sense. As we say, speaking in modern vernacular, that doesn't jibe with the rest of the Bible. But when we know all it's saying is that God permits it, then that makes sense. God has not done evil. He only permits evil. There's a vast difference between commission and permission. Amen. Now notice again in 1 Samuel, the 16th chapter and the 14th verse, King James translation. You remember King Saul backslid? But the Spirit of the Lord, 1 Samuel 16, 14, the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. And, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. Well, does evil spirits come from the Lord? If they do, then we have no right to resist them. Amen? If evil spirits come from the Lord, then we, are, we have no right to resist them. We ought to invite them in. And so if an evil spirit comes by your house tomorrow and said, if I was you, I'd just go over there and give my neighbor a good cussing out, go ahead and do it because the Lord sent that spirit. <laughs> and if an evil spirit comes by you tomorrow and said, I'll tell you what I'd do if I was you, I'd just go away with that girl and spend the weekend and not let my wife know about it. Go ahead and do it. Because you see, that evil spirit came from the Lord. You don't want to resist the Lord, do you? See, that wouldn't make sense. No, that evil spirit didn't come from the Lord trouble. God only permitted that spirit. It came from the devil. What actually happened was that Saul's sin broke fellowship with the Lord, with God, and God permitted that evil spirit from the devil to trouble him. Are you listening to me? No, God didn't send it. So actually from the original Hebrew from these scriptures, we, we can readily see, even by reading the English, that it's in the permissive sense. No, God does not send plagues and sickness upon his people. 
as these scriptures would seem to indicate. God's word does not teach that these things come directly from God. But rather, when God's people broke his commandments, they were out from under his divine protection. And then really, to tell you the truth about it, Satan had a right. He had a right to afflict them. He's got permission already to do it. He don't have to get it, he's got it. And all God could do was to permit the devil to bring these afflictions upon them. Their sin and their wrongdoing were the things that brought these dreadful plagues upon them. Now, for instance, we'll say in your home, in your household, that you have a little child there, three, four years old, and you see that child about to put its hand on a hot skillet. And you jerk that hand away and said, and sort of slap it and say, don't you do that, honey, that'll burn. You go on about your business, maybe go in the next room. And suddenly you hear a scream. You rush back in there and that kid stuck its hand to that hot iron, cast iron skillet. You pull the hand away and all the hide comes off. Well, I'm sure that that kid learned something, but that's not your way of teaching him. You're not that cruel. You didn't commit that. You permitted it. Why did you permit it? Because you couldn't do anything else. God made man a free moral agent. God can't do anything else. It's up to man to choose. And if he chooses to do wrong, then he'll just have to reap the penalty, except he needs to realize that we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God, but thank God he's laid on him the iniquity of us all. And the penalty fell on him instead of on us. Now then, let's get back then. Notice here that several diseases are listed in this 28th chapter of Deuteronomy as being included in the curse of the broken law. Those that are specifically named are number one, pestilence. Number two, consumption. That's tuberculosis. Number three, fever. This includes all types of fever, such as typhus, scarlet, typhoid, smallpox, and all other eruptive fevers. Then inflammation, extreme burning, the botch of Egypt. Many doctors, Dr. Lillian B. Yeoman said, believe that the botch of Egypt is leprosy. Then emeralds, scab, which includes all skin diseases, itch, then madness, that's insanity, and finally blindness. Then according, now these are, are, are specified. Then according to Deuteronomy 28th chapter, the 60th verse, we can add to this list all the diseases of Egypt, which I was afraid of. And then according to verse 61, makes it all inclusive. Also every sickness and every plague, which is not written in the book of this law. Therefore, we can conclude from these scriptures that sickness, all sickness, the 11 diseases specified, the diseases of Egypt that Israel was afraid of, and every sickness and every disease is not written in this book is a part of the curse of the broken law. Romans 3.23, as I pointed out to you, said, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. When Paul's talking about all, he's talking about both Jew and Gentile, everybody, all. 
Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer, the classic six-CD series by Kenneth E. Hagan entitled Spirit, Soul, and Body, and the mini-book from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled The Coming Restoration. These two resources are for the special price of $29. That's $14.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. I want to thank all of you for helping us through this past year because you partnered with us. We have been, I don't know where all we've been in the world, how many crusades <laughs> we've had. I don't know how many people have been saved and healed yeah. and filled with the Holy Spirit because of our Word Partner Club members. And you say, well, what is a Word Partner? Well, that's somebody that prays for us regularly. Yes, yes. And then they send in an offering at least once a month, whatever you can afford to send to help support Rama worldwide. What we do, this is, we are a worldwide organization. Some people say, well, I don't have very much. Well, if everybody does what they That's can fine. with what they have yes. and sends it in each month, it helps us. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagen on Redeemed from Poverty, Sickness, and Spiritual Death. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.